Have you ever wondered why some young people choose to end their lives? Ever wondered who they are and who they left behind? Have you ever wanted to hear their stories? Would you like answers to these questions and many more? Welcome to Suicide Pages with Dr. Lulu. Her mission is to shine light on these young people, create awareness for, and educate the world on youth suicide. Opinions expressed in this podcast are those of Dr. Lulu and her guests. They are not a substitute for professional advice. If you are experiencing suicidal thoughts, call 1-800-273-TALK or send a text to www.crisistextline.org. Now, here's Dr. Lulu. Okay, good. Everyone is here. Hi, Chi-Chi. All right, you guys, between Fadila and Chi-Chi, you guys are everybody. Hi, Ellis. My three best super fans are here, including Karen, Rachel. Let's get started. Buenas tardes. How is everybody doing? Happy Sunday. My name is Dr. Lulu, a.k.a. The Momatrician. I'm a national speaker on youth suicide. I prevent youth suicide by educating the world about the root causes. Yes, yes, simple, right? Also an author, pediatrician, you know, it's what I do. Today we're gonna to talk about, hi Anjali, today's topic is very similar, okay? We're talking about physician suicide. And my title is kind of weird, I, I named it Unpacking Physician Suicide in Numbers and Three Phrases. And what are those three phrases? Get help, reach out, and say something. So if you've been following me at all, you know I like to speak about suicide and I like to talk about that which no one wants to talk about. Coincidentally, the, the month of September is... Hi, excellent, nicest. All right, write your name. The month of September is National Suicide Prevention and Awareness Month. So no better month to talk about suicide than this month, right? I do believe that suicide is everybody's problem. It really shouldn't be for one month or even one day or even one week. Hi, Edna. But we need to talk about suicide. So today, we're talking about physician suicide because September 17th was National Physician Suicide Awareness Day. So I figured this is the first Sunday after that day. Why not talk about it? So sit back, relax, and enjoy the ride. If you're just joining me for the first time, please let me know where you're, where you're watching me from. I know a bunch of you are from Nigeria. Anjali, I think, is in India. I'm not sure. But um, Emeka is in San Antonio with me. Hi, Emeka. Ellis is in New York. Excellent, nicest. I don't know where you're watching me from, but let's talk about physician suicide. Did you know that 400 doctors, 400 physicians take their lives every year by suicide? Did you know that? 
that brings it to about high America, that brings it to about 1.1 suicides per day. But if you know me, you know, I always mention that which is unsaid, right? Imagine if all the suicides were being reported. Kristen is from Maryland. Yay! High five, girl. Imagine if all the suicides were being reported. The five suicides I know that happened this year, none of them was reported as a suicide and they were all doctors. So imagine if all the doctor suicides were being reported. Sadly, a co-worker did so last week. What? Emeka, what? Emeka, you need to get on my podcast. I am so sorry to hear this. Oh my goodness. You see why I talk about it? I wish I could get to them before they... Oh, Emeka, I am so sorry. Emeka is my boo thing. My brother from another mother. We have to stick together when we're in a foreign land. Uh, foreign land. I am so sorry. Yes, indeed, Chinere. 400 doctors every year. Physicians have the highest rate of suicide of all professions. White color, blue color, red color, you name it, pink color. It is an epidemic. Like I said, thank you all so much for, for participating. This is so true. Indeed, at 400 suicides a, a year, that's 1.1 per day. So I'm saying that it's probably more like, more like two or three because many people are not reporting the suicides. Emeka, again, I'm so sorry for your loss. If you need to talk to someone, holla at your girl. Please, don't hesitate, okay? So we're going to talk about physician suicide and and just the numbers and the faces and those three phrases, which is get help. Hi, Bridget. Get help. Reach out and say something, okay? So let's do some numbers. If you know me, I like to unpack numbers. So please, someone, everyone, write it down. Because I'm a pediatrician, I have to mention that suicide is number two cause of death in people aged 10 to 34. There are some doctors in that bracket. There are some medical students in that bracket. So people aged 10 to 34, suicide is number two, only two accidents. So that means that if I wanted to kill myself, I can fake an accident, right? And then you will look at it as an accident and not a suicide. So when I say that the numbers are more, the numbers are more. Kristen says, this is very sad. I just learned of this epidemic recently. Well, you are the right place. There's an immense amount of pressure placed on physicians. Yes, yes. I can't, I'm trying to read. Yes, we're going to talk about that, Kristen. Thank you so much for joining me today. You are the right place. I will shine light on it. I will. And so real quick, between 1999 and 2017, Suicides have gone up 30%. Someone please write it down. Suicides have gone up 30%, 30 percent, three zero percent since 1999 and the year 2017. Someone please write it down. And so suicides overall have gone up. Physician suicides have gone up period, but overall speaking, for you and I and everybody else, 30%. So one out of three, 30%, right? 30%, 30%. And then you know. I usually do 40 seconds of silence every time I do one of these talks because the official WHO report is that there's one suicide every 40 seconds. So for that reason, whether you're ready or not, we're going to do 40 seconds of silence beginning now.
Thank you so much. It's been 40 seconds. You can open your eyes and let's keep going. Indeed, every 40 seconds, someone dies by suicide. I don't know the number for doctors as far as seconds go, but I do know 1.1 doctors kill themselves every day. And you know what they say is for every doctor that kills himself, for every, for every doctor that dies by suicide or dies really, there's about 1 million people that are affected. 1 million in the sense that if my doctor died by suicide, I'm affected. I'm going to tell you, my friend, you're going to tell another person. And so that's how we all, it's 1 million people. What I do know they say is for every suicide period, there are about... 3,000 people that are affected. And I, and I was walking in my neighborhood yesterday and I saw a couple of girls, teenagers, and I stopped and talked to them. And I told them that number and they were like, oh my God, because two days ago we had another 17 year old here in San Antonio kill herself. So this is so real, this is so real. A 17 year old, yes, she killed herself two days ago. I don't know her, but I'm affected by it. Y'all don't know her, but y'all are affected because I just told you. So suicide is so bad. Someone please write down for me that 12% of female physicians and 12% of male physicians and 19.5% of female physicians have been diagnosed with depression. I say that because most people don't realize this, but depression really, honestly, is not the number one cause of suicide. Untreated depression in the setting of poor family support poor physician support, you know, all of those is what leads someone to die by suicide. But generally, depression on its own, most people who are depressed just want to be left alone or they want to get help. They don't really want to die. But when it's untreated, then it's compounded by other factors, then it can lead to suicide. And I say that because those numbers reflect the general population. I was surprised when I saw that 125 percent of the males in the population have um, have been diagnosed with depression because I believe as the study showed a few weeks ago men actually do experience depression a lot more than women a lot more we are just more expressive and we are more likely to go get help but really men experience it more and it makes sense right because the population the society the world expects them to be macho all the time non-stop but I'll tell you that it is actually healthy to experience all the ranges of emotions, not just machoism, not just too much crying, not just happiness, not joy, not sadness, all ranges of emotions are healthy. And so when men are not allowed to show their emotions in the, in the society, when men are looked down upon for, oh, you are in touch with your feminine self, or oh, you're kind of feminine, or, you know, they use these almost derogatory terms Forgetting that women actually are the strongest sex. So when someone is in touch with their feminine side, isn't that kind of like a misnomer? I digress. Okay, but indeed, men do experience depression more. They're just not likely to talk about it more. But that doesn't mean that they don't have it. 54% of suicides do not have mental health illness. So over 50%, depending on what you're looking at, what study, some say 58, some say 54 over 50% of people who die by suicide do not have mental health issues. Remember that. 58% of suicides are by gun. <laughs> Listen, when you own a gun, please hold on to your gun. Don't, I mean, or rather, if you own a gun, don't say Dr. Lulu told you to get rid of your gun. But I'm telling you right now, 
58% of suicides are by gun violence or because there was a gun in the home. I talked about that last week, called Family Fire. My first contact with suicide was a classmate, a friend of mine. She used a gun. So when I say that, get rid of your guns, I mean it because in every home that has a gun, there is eight times more likely to be a fatal incident or serious injury because that gun is in the house. So please write that down, okay? 24 to 40% per 100,000 is efficient suicides in the U.S. So in other words, the U.S., Suicide rate is 13.4, right? 13.4 for the general population. Physicians, physicians have 28 to 40 suicides per 100,000 people. So the lower rate of physician suicide is twice, twice the rate of the general population. The lower rate. And yet people come to America to become doctors. People still send their kids to become doctors. I'll have you know that this Chica's kids, none of my kids is going to medical school. I didn't even tell them not to. Because the average Nigerian, you know, family, oh, your child must be a doctor. Except me. This this kid here, this, this Chica here, my kids are not going to medical school. And if you're just joining us, we're talking about unpacking physician suicides in numbers and three phrases. One, get help. Two, reach out. Three, say something. Okay, and so my kids are not going to medical school. They already told me that. As a matter of fact, my baby was going to be a dentist. Not anymore, because dentists actually have one of the highest rates of suicides amongst physicians. You know, so it's dentists, then it's anesthesiologists in that order. I'm like, oh my God. So yes, the lower limit of physician suicide is more than twice the, the rate of the general population. So start thinking again, next time you say something bad, next time you think something mean and something negative about your physician, imagine the kind of stress that they're going through and be compassionate. Be compassionate, okay? Be compassionate. 2.5 to four times the general population, female physicians generally do not attempt suicide as much as male physicians. I'm gonna say this again. Female physicians do not attempt suicide as much as male physicians. But for the female physicians that attempt suicide, they are 2.5 to 4 times more likely to be successful. In other words, we don't play when we want to do it. Than the general population. So female physicians have a higher rate of suicide completion if and when they do try than the general population. Okay, that I don't take easily because I'm a female physician. But wait, I'm also a veteran. And if you don't know this yet, 22 veterans die by suicide every single day. So if you bring the number, if you can do the calculus, me, because I'm a physician and a veteran and a female at that, I have a much, 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 much higher rate of dying by suicide because of that. Hi, Shanika. Hi, Esther. And so, you know, it's, it's, it's just so serious that we need to talk about the risks. So in the general population, what are the risk factors for suicide? We talked about this a little bit when we talked about teenagers, but generally they don't have exactly the same because teenagers are very, very highly affected by what's going on at home. The general population, not so much, okay? 
Generally, relationship issues and issues, you know, just drama in the house, yes. But re relationship issues a lot. A lot of people feel devastated by failed marriage. I have had one failed marriage. I was devastated. Whereas that wasn't the ultimate reason for my suicidal ideation, it was multiple reasons, but that played a major role. You feel you failed yourself, you failed your family, you failed your kids. It is, it's bad. So please, 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 if you're watching me, next time you hear about somebody that, that has been, um, been through divorce, please be compassionate because it is one of the risk factors for suicide. Did you know that? So please, please be compassionate. Substance abuse, that's a big one. You and I know that. I mean, just think about opioid epidemic. If you can't think of anything else. Remember that the most frequently abused substance of all time is alcohol. Okay? However, opioids have been in the news. Why? Because white folk are finally getting it, right? They're dying by it. So now there's a big noise about it. Trust me. I'm going to go there, right? So all of a sudden, it's like, oh my God, opioid, opioid, opioid. But when the African-Americans were dying of cocaine and all that, nobody said anything. Welcome. Take a seat. Relax. Cross your legs. It's going to be a nice party. Okay? How does it feel to have the shoe on the other foot? That's the question we're asking today. So, yes. Hi, Marie. If you're just joining me, we're talking about unpacking physician suicides in numbers and three phrases. One, get help. Two, say something. Three, reach out. Okay? Other risk factors for suicide in the general population are financial issues. That is a big thing. After the dot-com bust, a lot of people killed themselves because they just feel that they failed. A lot of people killed themselves. Being a veteran is an independent risk factor. Legal problems are risk factors. Physical ill health. I have to mention this because the truth is most people who have chronic illnesses like cancer or, I don't know, um... For me, I have fibromyalgia, depression, HIV. Most of those people, they are at very high risk of just experiencing severe depression on its own. And therefore, they are at high risk for suicide. Because it's like you just feel like you can't catch a break. You're not getting any better. You're going to die anyway kind of thing. So people who have chronic illnesses are very high risk for suicide. And the last one I have here is job issues. I mentioned job issues because that's going to be a good segue into doctors right if you don't know anything yet if you're married to a doctor or if you're a doctor you know that this is one of the hardest things to do to be a physician when i was active duty i was doing so well right i did my air war college i was a shoe sure shoe in or whatever for full bird to become a full colonel and then they said um we have to send you to tyndall air force base which is in panama city florida in destin florida and then I was like, ah, I don't want to go to Destin, Florida. My son is going to college. And they're like, well, man, you have to put the mission first. I'm like, no, for me, it's family first. So as a female physician, thank you so much. As a, oh, my, you like my wig? You like my wig? I love my wig. Yeah, my hair is in transit. Marie, you know this. So yeah, my hair. But if you like my wig, I'm going to wear it again next Sunday. But yeah, thank you so much. <laughs> she said it's a haircut. Okay, yeah, it's my haircut. Okay. I have the receipt but no but seriously speaking you know so just so you have an idea of the stress that it is to be a mother to be a doctor to be the breadwinner to be active duty air force 
job issues. For me, one of them had to go. I had to quit the military because I could not see myself moving. My oldest son was about to go into college. So job issues. And then, oh, wait, women generally, we're treated like crap at work anyway. We don't have any kind of gender equality at work, but more so female doctors. You guys don't know what time it is. Ask Mary, she will tell you. Female providers, female doctors, we catch some slack when it comes to promotions, being placed in leadership roles, things like that. Female doctors get no break. Hi, Seema. I tagged you on something earlier today, Seema. And so for specific doctor issues, work-life balance, like I mentioned, be it divorce, be it just guilt of, of having to leave my family and then guilt of being a mother, I had to pick one. I had to quit the Air Force because I couldn't. Now, if I had been a man, if I was a man and I was about to be transferred to a different town, I'll be like, oh, yeah, sure, guys, let's go. But as a mother, I had to ch ch think about my kids. Even though I had finished nine months of intense Air War College remotely, I read and read and read about Churchill and the war in one place and the war in another place and all kinds of revolutionary wars and strategy studies and all those things. I did it. I was so proud of myself. And then they said, okay, we have to send you to Tyndall Air Force Base. And I was like, no, I don't want to go to Tyndall Air Force Base. So imagine the stress of that, of having to do all of that and then having to leave the Air Force. That is a female physician for you. I had to pick my kids, my family. And so remember next time you're saying something negative about your doctor, think again. Are they really living the life? If you're just joining me, hi Linda, hi Tiffany, hi Sharice. We are getting all the Lancaster people today. We're talking about unpacking physician suicides in numbers and three phrases. Get help, reach out and say something. So you, patients, I'm empowering you now. Next time you see a doctor looking kind of weird, tired, short with you, ask them a question. Doc, are you okay? Dr. Lulu told me that you guys are under a lot of stress. Apparently, you guys have the highest rate of suicides of all jobs in the world. Be compassionate to your doctor. Say, doctor, you know what? I'll come back tomorrow. It's okay. It's not even that serious or something. But don't, don't see your doctor suffering and then not say something. Because sometimes... They want somebody to say something. They do, we do, we're human. You know, my friend, Dr. Christine said, it is easier to say yes than to say I need help. So when your doctor is looking kind of off, say something. Be there for your doctor. You know they're going to be there for you, right? So be there for them. Be there for them, please. Okay? Then, for female doctors, um, for female doctors, okay, yeah, let me mention one thing, by the way. I have an issue with people calling me miss. You can call me ma'am if you like, but please don't call me miss at work. I'm not miss, I'm doctor. I, had, I don't have any student loans, but for the, the doctors that went to school in America, they owe so much money, the least you can do is please address them by their proper name. Like, Dr. Ume or Dr. Lulu, don't be saying miss just because she's a female. Another stressor, right? Another stressor. Because she's a female, they say, oh, uh, miss. And they don't pay us a lot. They don't pay us as much as they pay male doctors. Case in point, when I was going for my last job interview at Communicare, 
On my way out, my son said, Mom! I said, what? He said, don't forget to negotiate like a man. I'm like, what do you mean? He said, Mom, you have nearly 30 years of experience. If you were a man, how much would you ask for? I was like, oh, easy, 300000 Then he said, okay, ask for it. So of course I asked for it. Did I get it? No. But at least I asked for it. I'll, be, I'll go down as Oliver Twist did. I'll ask for more. We need to ask for what we think we deserve because really you don't get what you deserve. You get what you negotiate. So negotiate already, right? And so women, we catch some crazy slack. Now, enter medical students and residents. That's even worse. They have the hardest lives. When I was a resident at Howard University, AU, you know, we had the hardest schedule. I was on call every third night. For three years, I was on call every third night. One day, I was so tired on my way from Virginia to Howard, I stopped at a stoplight and yours truly fell asleep, okay? I fell asleep, but you know what happened? You know how you hear mosquitoes kind of just like going wah, 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 in your ear? So I just heard wah, 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 and then I, I was like, mosquito? It wasn't mosquitoes. It was cars honking at me because I slept at the wheel. Imagine what could have happened. I would have been dead. Overwork, exhaustion, competitiveness, student loans, all of those things, including disrespect from the, your peers, disrespect from the PA, the NP students, the nurses, everyone that thinks they know more than you, all of those things increase exponentially the stress level of medical students and residents. So when next you see a medical student or a resident, please say something to them. That's why I said, get help for the doctors, reach out, you as a patient, to the doctor, doctor as the, as the person who is stressed out, reach out for help, and of course you as a patient, say something. You as the mother, say something. You as the friend of that medical student that you know is not doing well, say something. Because sometimes they don't want to stop. Doctors have easiest access to medical care, but we don't use them. It took me forever to have my uterus checked. I was having heavy periods for years. I finally had it checked. The doctor said, you need to have surgery. I was like, what? Uh, it took me a year to get the surgery. Because I'm like, oh, I'm working, I'm working, I'm working. That's what doctors do. We want to work, 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 work. So please, next time you see a doctor, just think about what I'm saying and just be compassionate. That's the whole idea, okay? And so, when it comes to doctors specifically, I'm talking to any doctor who's watching me, you know that we do, we make life and death. Marie said her cousin was killed in the same way. Oh my God, Marie, I didn't know that. Was she a medical student? Marie says, 18-wheeler killed her when she fell asleep behind the wheel. I was so, oh my God. I know. I, every time I think, you know, I should get therapy just for that thing because I went through it. Like, I was like, oh my God. I could have gotten killed. Thank God my leg was still on the brakes. I, Marie, I'm so sorry. We need to talk about it. Oh, I'm so sorry. But yes, yeah, so doctors specifically, we know that we have to make life and death decisions every day, especially those that work in the ER and in the ICU. Really, any doctor anywhere, we make life and death decisions every day. Those are very, very stressful on your psyche, on your mindset. I know one time I had a baby that I did a circumcision on and the baby was fine in the office, but then they went home and they started, the baby started bleeding and bleeding and bleeding and it ended up being a code blue. 
Imagine if that baby had died. Baby didn't die, but imagine if they had died. The guilt for me, okay? Fear of retribution from the licensing boards, for instance. If you want to go clean with the fact that you have depression, you're thinking about what about your job? You're thinking about what about um, what are they going to say about you? And oh my God, you're lazy or you, you, you're not tough enough to be a doctor and if you can't take the heat, get out of the kitchen type of thing. I use myself, I always use myself. When I went clean, when I came out with my story about being depressed and suicidal, that video actually went viral. It went, it got like 10,000 views, I didn't even know. And I think it's because I did an ugly cry. But that particular video, I had a guy that watched that video. You know what he said to me? He's a doctor, male white doctor here in Texas. He said, hmm, be careful what you're doing, be careful talking about your your um, your depression, you know, because the the Texas states might hear might hear about it, and then you might kind of get in trouble. And I told him, I said, you know what? So be it. This is my truth. I'm going to own it. And you need to own your truth. I said, I've been depressed and I've been suicidal, and and I know why I was. I went through a divorce. I became a single mom. I joined the Air Force. Then I had to file bankruptcy. I sold my practice that I loved so much. That is stress. And I, it did me in. And you know, judge me if you like. But that was enough for me to become suicidal. And so I said, I don't have any mental illness. I have overwhelmness, you know? And so anyway, needless to say, when the state of Texas heard about it, guess what they did? They invited me to the capital, <laughs> to Austin, Texas, to go and testify and talk about mental illness in minorities, which is what I do. So you never know where your truth can take you. So I say, own it, you know? All right. Then doctors, you know, we overwork, and we talked about that already. Lack of medical care, we talked about that already. Guilt from feeling that your, your co-workers are doing the work while you're not there. We have this major, major guilt. So again, if you're watching me, hi, Kenneth Ockham. Hi, Whitney. Hi, Gail. If you're just joining us, we're talking about physician suicides unpacking the numbers and then three phrases number one is get help number two is reach out number three say something okay and so what do you do besides all of those three things that i just said say something Seema says i'm glad you're bringing awareness to this issue it's so easy for us to take people around us for granted self-care is not selfish but it's necessary yes it's not selfish care. It is self-care. Thank you so much, Sima. Thank you all so much for being so active today. I appreciate the interaction. Indeed, you know, it is such a necessity. And you know, the more you toss the self-care thing out there, the more it goes in one ear and comes out the, 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 the other. Case in point, I have a brand new practice, right? I love it to pieces. And then I had this mom, you know, she probably meant well. She was going to be a new patient. And right off the bat, she was telling me, well, I can only bring my son on Mondays. So I want to pay so, 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 and so amount of money so I can schedule every Monday for the next one month. I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm not about, about to get burnout in my brand new practice. I don't work on Mondays. And then she says to me, but that's the only day I'm off. I said, well, I don't work on Mondays. I mean, you don't roll up to Home Depot and they're closed at 7 o'clock on a Sunday evening and you're like, open the door. This is the time that I'm off. No, you go when the doctor is open. I mean, we need to learn how to say no and honor our no and i was actually guilty that i called my friend who's a coach she was like girl if you if you see that lady i'm gonna be pissed at you and i and i had to write her a nice and i said no ma'am i appreciate you trying to you know patronize me but but no can't do i cannot work on monday so what i'm saying is 
rather than being exhausted and feeling that all oh, fear of missing out and oh, I must do this, I must do that. Sometimes it's okay to say no. No is a complete sentence. When you say no, you don't have to support your no. Just say no and be done with it. Hi, Feyinwa. Hi, Uzma. So we're talking about physician suicide in numbers because September 17th, this past week, was National Physician Awareness, um, Suicide Awareness Day. So I want to talk about, I want to highlight physician suicide. As a physician, as a female physician, as a veteran female physician, I've mentioned how I am at high risk. Oh, wait, I'm also, I've been divorced once. So yes, high risk, financial problems that cause me to file bankruptcy, high risk. A lot of reasons why I am high risk for suicide. Did you know that? No, most people don't know that. They take it for granted. So I'm saying to you all, please, next time you see your doctor, be compassionate. Look into their eyes and say, thank you, doctor. Because truthfully, most doctors do not want you to not feel better. That's what we're getting paid for, <laughs> to help you feel better. And on top of that, please listen to your doctor. Don't say the doctor said I have diabetes. No, you have diabetes. <laughs> I digress. So um, what do we do? So say something to your doctor, right? Please say something to your doctor, something nice. Tell them Dr. Lulu sent you. Call your friends who are doctors. Call your friends who whose kids are doctors. You know, I don't know. If you're a doctor, call your friend who is also a doctor. Call yourself. Be there for each other because my very first contact with suicide, that girl, she was a surgical resident. I had been thinking about her for a long time. And finally, 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 one day I said, okay, let me call. And when I called, I found out that she had killed herself two weeks before that. So please, when you think about somebody, pick up the phone and call. And don't text call. Leave a voice message. Record a voice message. Let them hear your voice. That might make a difference. You don't know. Okay? Then take your friend. Yes. If you if you have a doctor friend who because this, I'm talking about doctors. If you have a doctor friend who is or a doctor wife or husband who is struggling with depression or suicidal behavior or whatever or just burned out take them by the hand to their doctor. Don't tell them, I think you need to see the doctor and then you move on. No. Say, you know what? I'm closing my business for tomorrow. I'm canceling my schedule for tomorrow and I'm all yours. I'm going to, um, let's go to, let's go together to the doctor. Because sometimes you tell them, you know, doctors, they are proud. You tell them, they're going to be like, uh, no, I'm going to be okay. And then tomorrow they kill themselves. So tell them, no, 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 it's okay. I'm coming to take you tomorrow morning and we're going. We're going to the doctor together, you know? Even Jesus, and I like to say this a lot, even Jesus, the Son of God, he fell three times. The human Jesus fell three times. I love that story because it shows us that it is okay to fall. It is okay to fall. After the third time Jesus fell under the weight of the cross, his crucifier said, ah, oh boy, here's my one, one kick bucket for you. No, we must get to Calvary. Simon! They call Simon of Cyrene to help Jesus Christ carry his cross. Okay, you understand where I'm going? Yeah, so long as I'm going with this. And y'all don't know that I used to teach Bible study when I was younger, and I read my Bible. We are the dangerous ones because we know, yeah? We've been there, done that. We know all about it. So, 
It's okay to allow your friend to help you carry your load. It's okay to reach out. It's okay to say something. Even Jesus Christ let somebody help him carry his load. You all know already, like I said before, he didn't even want to do that. He didn't want to do that trip. He was like, Father, Lord, please, man, hook a brother up, man. If you can, can you just work with me here? But Father was like, no, son, you're going, you know? And then he went because he's an obedient son. But the point I'm trying to make is, Jesus Christ himself fell underneath the weight of his cross three times. So it is okay for us to fall and falter and waver and not be so strong and lean on someone. Just lean on someone. And so next time you're feeling down and out, call me. Just call me. Call somebody and let somebody walk with you to the glory room. Go with them to the doctor if you're the one that found them. Go with them to the doctor. It's not enough to just say, okay, I think you need to see the doctor. Okay, bye. Call me when you get back. They might never go, especially if they're doctors. So go with them to the doctor. And then, of course, last but not least, please, 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 doctors that are watching me, we're talking about physician suicide, unpacking the numbers, and just playing around with three phrases. One of them is get help, one of them is reach out, and one of them is say something. If you're watching me and you're a doctor, advocate for each other. If I was a chicken, after that white male trying to tell me that, ah, madam, this is the way you talk so you get depression, so when you talk so you, you've been state suicidal, so ah, Oh boy, make you not talk like this, so because uh, Texas board go come waiting, 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 yawa go day base. I was like, ah, bros, kosin keke, it is my truth. <laughs> and if you're not Nigerian, too bad, you can break that down, but that is pure broken English. But it's my truth. My truth was I was dealing with burnout, I was dealing with depression, I was dealing with that. I needed to get out, get away, because it was too much for me. And that's why sometimes I say, if Jesus Christ, lived in today's world, y'all, he'll be diagnosed with depression. You know why I say that? From time to time, what did Jesus do? Get in the boat and go to a quiet place. That's called self-care, okay? He was like, uh, no, 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 no. I gotta, I gotta go. So please, those Bible totas, I'm one of them. I'm letting you know that it is okay to advocate for each other. When your, when your friend doctor is down, don't Snicker and say, oh God, you're not strong enough to be a doctor. What, you can't handle the heat, da, 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 da. Don't do that because you don't know from whence they're coming. And you don't know what it's going to take. You know what I always, the analogy I always give, this big flask, you can keep pouring water, pouring water, pouring water, pouring water. At one point, it's only going to take one drop to tip it over and it's going to overflow. So don't be too sure that just because somebody looks strong, especially the strong looking ones, especially the strong ones, they are the ones that you need to check Check out from time to time. Check in on them. Don't believe the hype, okay? So, advocate for each other. Take the person to the doctor with you. Call your friends, check in on them. Say something to them. Hi, Elizabeth. Um, and you know, that's, that's all I had for y'all today. So, remember, September is National Suicide Awareness Month. But because suicide is everybody's problem, I say every month is Suicide Awareness Month. Every day is Suicide Awareness Day, okay? And on top of everything, if you live in San Antonio, join me this coming Sunday. I'm going to be speaking at the Moms Demand Action for Proper Gun Laws and Gun Control here in San Antonio. We're going to be talking about suicide and guns, okay? Um, and a couple of other things happening. 
a couple of school things. I don't have the date, so I'll tell you guys later on. But that's what I have. And I think in October, I have a few things happening in October. I'm really excited. But thank you all so much for joining me. So next time you go to see your doctor, what are you going to say? You're going to say, doctor, I see you. I recognize you. I appreciate you and all the work you've done. Hi, Marty. You joined the party late. Just press rewind, okay? I'll watch a little pretty good one because you're in the medical field also. Also, Marie, you're very welcome, my sister. Mi hermana. All right, folks. It's always a pleasure. Join you all every Sunday. Hope you like my her. <laughs> Hope you like my her. All right. If you have any questions, please holler at your girl. Otherwise, tell your doctor, Dr. Lulu sent you. Bye, I love you all so much. Bye.